2: You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway.
3: Although three quarters of a million people watched last week's show, we don't have a sponsor this week. I don't know what's wrong with capitalism. Someone could have their name, their brand on the screen with me right now. I could be extolling their virtues. If you know any capitalist with any sense... Please let them know that there's a situation vacant, but it allows me to get right on with the show. $1.7 trillion for a year is to be spent by the federal government. Although not many people have read it, including me, who could read it? It's a bill in which all kinds of things are stapled together, including, I think it was five million pounds for the daughter of dick cheney who was famous for having lost her primary election and thus being ejected from congress last year by a record 40 percentage points but she's made off with five million dollars no doubt to spend on good causes i'm making my way line by line through the thousand pages And the one, of course, that catches my eye, the only one of any business of mine, is the military budget. Zelensky is in the White House right now, patted on the head. He's lucky he didn't get his hair sniffed. But then looking at that T-shirt he's always wearing, perhaps nobody would want to sniff him. But Joe Biden patted him on the head and led him in to the White House. I have no doubt that no good can come of it because it's abundantly clear that the war will drag on throughout 2023 and maybe for a very long time after that. It's abundantly clear that we are now in a new hot war period in which at first by proxy uh, the fading, failing Western societies fight the rising societies of the East based on the Eurasian heartland in a fight to the death. If we're not lucky, it'll be your death and mine and our children and the children they never got to have. It's a terrifyingly dangerous prospect, no doubt. Jack Kennedy knew a thing or two about the dangers of the East-West nuclear war. That's why he negotiated very successfully an end to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which looked like an existential threat to the existence of the planet 60 years or more ago. Jack Kennedy has not been replaced by better presidents, and the decline is nowhere better summed up than by that picture today of Joe Biden and Zelensky on the White House steps from Jack Kennedy to Joe Biden is a very long way and diplomacy is of course a thing of the past about which we will teach if we survive our children and our grandchildren a historical relic so much so that the uh, the, the greatest practitioner of realpolitik alive on the planet at 100 years Henry Kissinger has just been denounced by the Ukrainian government as a craven appeaser. All he wanted to do was kind of avoid the destruction of the world that, as of natural consequence, he himself will soon be leaving. But the younger generation, people like Joe Biden, have no conception. Maybe he doesn't have any longer the cognitive ability to calculate what the meaning of war all out European and then intercontinental war would look like. I do, alas, as a student of history and a student of war, I see flash points all over the globe just waiting to set the torch that will lead to the perhaps final conflagration. I see it in Kosovo right now where the Uh, NATO protectorate a tiny sliver of what was once the great country of Yugoslavia which has been seized and is occupied by NATO forces and the provocations being mounted there by the so-called Kosovan national authority which is in fact an Albanian satrapy of NATO the new provocations against the Serbian people have several Uh, purposes the first is obviously the greater Albanian revanchism which remains virulent in that part of the world but its main purpose from the standpoint of NATO who are setting the fuse burning is to cause further problems for Russia because they know that Russia will never abandon Serbia never has abandoned Serbia that Russia will go to war if necessary to protect and defend Serbia they're doing the same in Nagorno-Karabakh uh, anyone who thinks that Azerbaijan just one day woke up and in a moment of madness decided to launch a war against its neighbor Armenia is a fool or a knave most of them though are just fools They're doing it because Russia has a treaty obligation to defend the country of Armenia. And will, of course, discharge that responsibility. So a war between Israel and American-backed Azerbaijan and Russian-backed Armenia is another, I don't know, another Ukraine maybe. They're setting up these fires all over the world. Taiwan is the uh, biggest enchilada of them all. And the continued arming and encouraging of the separatist tendencies in Taiwan, despite the setback of recent elections in which the separatist party was roundly defeated, continue. Australia, New Zealand, Japan, all our old friends, are together with the United States and Great Britain in a continuous naval, political and geostrategic confrontation with the People's Republic of China so the stage is set. Our grandchildren if they ever exist, their children if they ever exist will be taught we have always been at war with Eurasia, we have always been at war with East Asia We have always been at war with the foes that we were unable to defeat on the political and economic battlefield. The war goes on, of course, in Africa. I just found a picture, my wife found it actually, of me in Ethiopia, Eritrea in 1985 in the midst of a biblical famine in which the principal cause was war war stoked financed and armed by the very same people stoking arming and financing the conflicts of today that was 1985 exactly the same war between exactly the same people is currently being waged in ethiopia again and there will be more much more the furnace of libya will erupt again The ISIS and Al-Qaeda head-chopping fanatics are busy again in Afghanistan. I told you, I warned you all that the day will come when the Taliban will be the moderates in this picture. That's right, the medieval obscurantists of the Taliban will be the moderates in the conflicts to come in Afghanistan. And so as I'm sorry to say so often happens it is coming to pass the explosion this week where 42 people were killed in a mosque in Afghanistan is merely another bagatelle in what will drag on for many decades to come the reason is that Afghanistan kicked out the US occupation army and has replaced its dependence on the US with dependence on China and a little bit of friendship with Russia and a little bit of friendship with Iran. Who would have thunk it? Speaking of Iran, Joe Biden is so out of control of his faculties that apparently unknowingly to a camera, he said yesterday, the Iran nuclear deal is dead but we're not going to announce it. He didn't realise he was actually announcing it there and then, to somebody who was filming him with a camera. This took place in November, actually. It's taken a while for this footage to emerge. But what does it mean that the Iran nuclear deal is dead? Well, for a start, it means that there are now no barriers or compunctions for Iran to develop a nuclear weapon. If Iran develops a nuclear weapon, so will Saudi Arabia. Then we'll have two religious theocracies with nuclear weapons pointed at each other across the Gulf. What could possibly go wrong? Well done, Joe. Another great achievement, another lie, of course because you ran for office on the restoration of the Iran nuclear deal, another pre-erection promise broken. Speaking of which, Boris Johnson is back in the news. That's Boris Johnson, who earned £1.1 million in speaking fees Since leaving number 10 Downing Street, nice work if you can get it. No wonder he in the end decided not to come back. He's in the news tonight calling on everyone in Britain to switch off their festive lights at 8 p.m. this evening in support of the Ukraine. Yes, that's the Boris Johnson who used to ask us to go out on our doorstep at 8 p.m and applaud an entire nation applauding the very nurses that saved his life in St. Thomas Hospital, where my own children were born. Boris Johnson almost lost his life, he says, in that hospital. Is he supporting the nurses? No, just clapping for them back then. No clapping now, only a wage cut for them with the full support of Boris Johnson and his friends and foes inside the Conservative Party but it's an odd tactic switching off your festive lights first of all nobody can afford festive lights I wonder at the people that I drive past who have got festive lights there's two or three of them round here I wonder if the lottery winners or they just don't know what the electric bill for those festive lights is actually going to be. But it's only two or three of them. Festive lights are a thing of the past, Boris, thanks to you and your beloved Ukraine. Our people can't afford, never mind festive lights, our people can't afford to stay warm. It's a bit milder this evening, but in the last seven days, where temperatures were up to 10 degrees below zero, all over this country, homeless people were freezing to death on the streets. Our old age pensioners were freezing in their houses with quilts, duvets wrapped around them in their living room with bubble hats and cardigans by the dozen around them and on their feet. Our poor people were having to choose between heating their families and feeding their families. All thanks to you Boris Johnson, Macron, Little Soldier, Schultz and all the other dwarves who are so dwarfish I don't even know their names. And neither do you who's the head of the Netherlands anybody any idea what I do know is that the Netherlands has the highest inflation rate in Europe right now why because the Netherlands decided they wanted to be Russia's biggest enemy in Europe right now so there are people are suffering an inflation rate not of double digits but of 20 percent and more they have no oil or gas or electricity to spare they can't afford to buy the power that they do have in supply why because this unknown dwarf that runs the netherlands decided that he was going to make Putin suffer. But of course, Putin isn't suffering. Apart from all those ailments that he's got that are going to kill him in the next uh, 25 minutes, I think is all the life he has left to him. He's got cancer of everywhere. He's got uh, heart problems. He's had strokes. He's paralysed. Have you not seen the pictures of his left arm? He's limping. Look as he goes across the floor to meet Lukashenko. All these sheep out there that buy all this stuff, all these sheep that are remaining shivering, hungry, unemployed, poor in their houses while their own governments destroy their own economies, not for the first time either over the last couple of years. First it was COVID, then it was Ukraine. Next it will be Taiwan. The next thing the sheep follow The sheepdog. One sheepdog is all that is required to herd a vast flock of sheep onto the trucks on the way to the slaughterhouse. It's a dismal picture, to be sure, but not as dismal as the picture in the Ukraine itself. Ukraine is winning, don't you know? 80% of Kiev has no water. 80% of Kiev has no electricity. 25% of the people of the entire Ukraine have no electricity. Every day, all day, their electricity and energy infrastructure is systematically destroyed, and the missiles coming in to do it cannot be defended against. Ukraine has lost 25%. Of its territory, 22% of its population, not counting the millions of Ukrainians that have already left the country and will never return. You think Kosovans demanding the right to wipe your windscreen is the biggest problem you're going to have from NATO wars in Europe? You ain't seen nothing yet. Because these millions of Ukrainians will be like the Kosovans before them. The principal source of people trafficking, of illegal weapons, illegal drugs, and illegal people trafficking, most of it for the purposes of vice. Hey, Merry Christmas! Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night.
0: Ready to pop the question?
3: As the green smoke rose, their faces flashed out, pallid green, and faded again as it vanished. Then slowly the hissing passed into a humming, into a long, loud, droning noise. Suddenly a humped shape rose out of the pit, and the ghost of a beam of light seemed to flicker out after it. Forthwith, flashes of actual flame, a bright glare leaping from one to another sprang from the scattered group of men. It was as if some invisible jet impinged upon them and flashed into white flame. It was as if each man were suddenly and momentarily turned to fire. As if each man were suddenly to turn into fire. That's a quotation from *The War of the Worlds*, one of the greatest uh, of all novels, one of the most far-sighted of H. G. Wells' many far-sighted novels. It was first published in 1897. That's the 1897 edition that I'm reading from. There, um, I'm not Orson Wells, but I'm the next best thing at least amongst those still alive. If you want to hear me read that epic work, then get onto my patreon.com forward slash George Galloway. We've got a poll running. Are you spending more or less this Christmas? A, more, B, less. You can vote on my Twitter and you can vote on my YouTube channel. If you are on my YouTube channel, please subscribe. I'm headed for a quarter of a million subscribers I'm determined to get there over the next quarter. Uh, So subscribe and like the show. It helps us algorithmically. And if you're on Telegram, where the most perspicacious of the voters are normally to be found, that's uh, telegram.t.me forward slash George Galloway. You can vote right up until the end of the show. I hope I didn't upset my next guest by talking uh, so Uh, dramatically about her own birthplace it's Dagny Taggart the British born political commentator and one of our most popular guests over the last 12 months Dagny uh, welcome I I I nicked from you uh, the uh, comment about uh, about Zelensky's uh, dress code uh, at the White House what point do you think he was trying to make turning up uh, dressed like that? That his wife, in spending many thousands of euros in Paris last week, didn't even buy him a new T-shirt?
4: Good evening, George. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me again. Uh, Well, it's I think for Zelensky and... uh, it's all about optics and it's all about PR, but i just been sarcastic when I made this comment because uh, as it was published, apparently, allegedly, she spent 40,000 euros in, uh, in one shop in Paris. She was apparently buying the Christmas presents.
3: Well, nice work if you can uh, get it. Uh, we don't know if it's true, of course. Certainly, widely rumoured. Nobody would be devastatingly surprised if it turned out to be true. Um, But the uh, visit to the White House seems ominous to me. Uh, No good can come of it. No peace is going to emerge from it. They're planning more and more war, aren't they?
4: Well, in my personal view, uh, there is uh, two reasons why. First of all is they want to push this 45 billion, uh, through Congress, which I think Zelensky will get. And another thing is because the thing's not looking very good for them in Bakhmut and all other directions, uh, they will try to escalate. But to what extent? I don't know. The most worrying for me, George, is it's not widely reported, but it's a Polish news. Uh, it's been reported that they're mobilizing there and our media is totally ignoring it and I think majority of the Western media totally ignoring it. But uh, I've checked a few sources and apparently it is the case they are mobilizing.
3: Well, uh, Putin was in Belarus, uh, as was Lavrov, as was the defense minister. Uh, if there's going to be a Polish entry into the war, It will be answered by Russia across the Belarus border, won't it?
4: yeah i think a lot of people uh thinking that they're russia and russia will attack and go all the way to kiev i personally don't think that it doesn't make sense for them because uh because it looks like uh bakhmut or artomax as you want to call it uh is gonna fall in some point and it's gonna make uh for russian uh armed forces easier to go to Kharkiv and probably all the way to odessa so and uh and I think the forces stationed in Belarus uh, is for particular reason to... If Poland will get involved, is actually to stop them of getting involved or to be there for that particular reason.
3: Now, uh, you're right to highlight the uh, carnage, actually, in Bakhmut. Uh, even the pro-war newspapers in England, like the Telegraph and the Times, have questioned the military logic of expending what now seems to be in excess of 10,000 dead Ukrainian soldiers in a losing battle in Bakhmut. Why, why have they decided to expend that amount of blood uh, to defend uh, a town that nobody in Britain at least has ever heard of? What's important about Bakhmut?
4: But Bakhmut is basically if Bakhmut falls it was strong fortification it's going to make for them easier to push towards Kharkiv. it's also going to be easier to encircle Avdiivka. it's where Donetsk is getting basically shelled from daily as we know it sometimes multiple times a day and that's why they keep throwing men men and men but at the same time they're trying to tell us it's unimportant if it wasn't unimportant they wouldn't be throwing so many military weapons and so many men at that city. So it is very, it's very important politically, it is very important military, and it's very important for PR, for Ukraine. The because...
3: uh, Ukrainians are now, uh, yeah, the Ukrainians are now mobilizing uh, 60 uh, year old men upwards. That's a little bit uncomfortable number for me. Uh, the uh, the chief of the Ukrainian military has asked Zelensky to increase Punishments for deserters. Both of these things seem to indicate that the ordinary, poor, bloody infantry of the Ukraine is beginning to wise up uh, to the wastefulness of their blood that all of this uh, represents and are taking to the hills as so called uh, deserters. Uh, is that what you hear from people on the ground?
4: uh it is and it's actually worse even Shogu himself today made a statement about that uh nationalists ukrainian nationalists actually shooting ukrainian armed forces who's trying to desert it's go to the stage where basically they're shooting their own and it's it's a commonly known it's a, it's widespread uh but but I, uh, it's it's a tragedy because uh, every video I see, it's, it's it's like 18-year-old guy together with 65-year-old guys at the front line, and they're clearly not professional soldiers. They haven't been trained. They're just a cannon fodder, and it's it, it's uh, it's not right. I mean, no matter how you look at it, no matter who you support, it's not right. It's just people basically losing their life for uh, for the American hegemony, and Zelensky is willingly
3: throwing those lives away now uh the ukrainian government uh speaking from the point of view of a ventriloquist dummy uh you can hardly see the lips moving uh on the ventriloquist himself uh but the the dummy is saying there will be no negotiations do you think that that can possibly be true
4: Well, all wars or all conflicts end up and end with negotiations. The way I see it, uh, now I have a question. At what terms Russia will agree to negotiate, considering the recent Merkel's revelation, and it is widely uh, reported in the obviously Russian and Donbas media about what she said, that the intention of Minsk Accords was not to stop the war. It's to to buy time to arm Ukraine. So even Putin himself said, how can we trust at how how at what stage how can you trust so i think negotiations will be done but in my personal view probably with the full defeat of ukraine
3: there's no reason for russia to negotiate now that time i think has passed uh, the the military advantage has shifted decisively to them uh they have uh, already paid all the price that they and pay in terms of the decoupling of their economy from the West and the seizing, stealing of their assets and the assets of their uh, compatriots, uh, Russian businessmen, for example, who have no responsibility for the decisions of the Kremlin are having their property seized uh, and so on. Um, it, it seems to me that there is no point in Russia now negotiating until uh, they have uh, effectively landlocked uh, the remaining Ukrainian uh, regime, uh, taken all of the coast, all of the ports, linked up with Transnistria, uh, and ensured that however much of a base camp what remains of Ukraine might turn out to be, it will be a very tiny one. That's how the ending looks to me. What about you?
4: I I think exactly the same George because if they if they negotiate now first of all there Kissinger came out with some proposal but this pr- proposal looks even worse than Mi- Minsk accords and the proposal which coming out of Scholz and Macron is not serious proposal considering the situation on the ground and Russia will, ne- will never agree to that because if they agree to that this mean in three, four, five, six years' time, it's going to be all over again. So th- this time, they have to make sure that Ukraine is fully demilitarized and uh, nationalists is basically not in charge anymore.
3: Now, your family, uh, well, there are they still there? How are they?
4: George, they're very well. Thank you. I mean, in the way people see it, uh, their offices, they have bad days, but in a lot of times they, they understand that if Russia didn't help them, it would have been much worse for them. On the positive note, as I told you, my mom is the head of the nursery. It's a government-owned nursery. And, uh, uh Russia appointed, since it became part of Russia, Russia appointed R- Russian and other regions to curate them. So like in my hometown, St. Petersburg is curating my hometown. So um, my mom's had a lot of visits from their officials of St. Petersburg. They're gonna, uh, they're reinvesting into nurseries. Now all children gonna have free meals, not only free nurseries, they're gonna have free meals. Soon the Donbass people gonna have uh, full uh, Russian standard pensions, this means equivalent to what Russian people u- used to receive. They, they are rebuilding roads around my hometown already. So there are a lot of positive moves uh, happening at the moment in, uh, in that direction.
3: Dagny Taggart, as always, thanks for your company on it's the great. mother of all talk shows. Are you spending more or less this Christmas? A more, B less? you can vote on my Twitter, on my YouTube, and on my Telegram channel. So far, it's overwhelmingly the case that you are spending less. Uh, So the uh, number on Twitter is 25% more, 75% less. On YouTube, it's 17% more, 83% less, and on Telegram, it's 15% more and 85% less. I've no idea who can be spending more this Christmas than last, certainly not me. Now people are watching this show on all kinds of platforms, but as it turns out, now the biggest platform, at least on some occasions, some weeks, is Rumble. So if you're ready to rumble, you can watch us rumbling on Rumble Right now, I can roll my R's with the best of them. Let's hear from Joe in New Jersey on the Ukraine. Go ahead, Joe. Hey,
2: George. Hey, uh, power to the Palestinian people, the victims of apartheid, genocide, and Zionism. And uh, God bless Julian Assange. Hey, hey, George, you you. know, I was doing doing some research on Sunday, and I came across something I consider to be bombshell, and that is, that Anthony Blinken's ancestry is Ukraine. His grandfather, his father, yep. born in
3: Ukraine. You were aware of yep. that, George? I've never heard it. I, I, I mean, was, I, I was, yeah. I mean, him, Albright, uh, there's there's a tremendous, uh, if you like, Venn diagram to be drawn of uh, the Democratic Party, so-called, and the Ukraine. Uh, they've been up to their necks in Ukraine uh, from the from the birth of their grandparents in some respects. Go ahead, Joe.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I read something here. Blinken's grandfather personally created the Israeli lobby, founding the American Palestine Institute while American troops haven't even finished burying their dead from World War II. He fought against the British peace plan in Palestine and instead pushed for the most extreme form of radical Zionism in American diplomatic circles. Blankton's father and uncle were both ambassadors that worked Europe to, su- to support uh, of, of the Zionist extremism. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, I took some flack uh, because on your show a couple weeks ago, I called uh, Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin spineless cowards, and I left out a few people. But um, I'd like to say, uh, you know, we listen to these people, these, these, these uh, Jake Sullivan, John Kirby, Anthony Blink and Joe Biden, these have habitually lying bullshit artists who are on our media every day. Let's look at some facts here, George. The United States has attacked more lands than Nazi Germany by more than seventeen times. Easily verifiable fact. It's the United States has attacked more lands than Imperial Japan. Uh, by more than 15 times easily verifiable fact it is the united states who attacked and destroyed more democracies than any other in world history easily verifiable fact it is the united states that has the highest per capita of law enforcement per citizen of any land in the history of the world we have the highest incarceration rate and the highest incarceration population of any land currently uh, even of those lands they demonize North Korea, China, Iran, you know, all these people that we're supposed to hate because they go to work every day and they breed on hate. They live on hate and they profit from hate. We're supposed to hate Mexicans. We're supposed to hate black people. We're supposed to hate uh, uh, indigenous Americans. We're supposed to hate Chinese, Asians, Russians. We're supposed to hate Islam. We're supposed to hate, hate Muslims. We're supposed to hate anybody who doesn't follow the narrative of the mainstream media and um,
3: so so uh, powerful, yeah. powerful stuff joe powerful stuff in new jersey from new jersey to the city of aberdeen old aberdeen in scotland where chris wants to talk about paperclip go ahead chris what's How this all about
5: thanks for, thanks for having me on Uh, Yeah, I just phoned up because I'd heard you the other night um, talking about about the Kennedy assassination, and I've been listening to uh, a couple of radio uh, podcasts uh, that go on about that and how... Uh, how actually after the assassination there was uh, lots of people who were very suspicious about it but it was actually um, it was actually well suppressed and the CIA were very involved in that um, there's a woman called Mae Brussel who had a, a, a radio show out of California back in the 70s and 80s and she's actually gathered Thousands of paper, uh, newspaper cuttings, over the years, uh, which talked about Kennedy assassination, among other things, and um, she she linked it all. Uh, uh, wait a minute, where am I? Um,
3: to well, to, I'll, I'll tell you what. Wherever you are, yeah, wherever you are, uh, I'll need to draw it to a close, Chris, but. It's a very important issue that you raise. Uh, it is a sign of the times, but nonetheless astounding to me that, uh, that uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News can quote someone intimately and personally involved at the head of the CIA in the investigation of the Kennedy assassination, uh, can state in what Robert Kennedy Jr., Uh, described as the greatest newscast of the last 50 years, as indeed it was, that the American government murdered their leader, they murdered their president in plain sight, in broad daylight, live on television. And not just any president, but the president that brought more hope than any other before or since. The president was murdered by his own state that's what tucker carlson and the senior cia sources that he has and all screaming logic tells you must have happened if you believe lee harvey oswald acted alone i've got a bridge here in london that i could sell you going very very cheap thankfully hardly anybody any longer believes that although not that long ago in my own lifetime almost everybody believed that now almost nobody believes that but here's the rub Chris if you think about it if it's true that the CIA killed Jack Kennedy ineluctably they had to kill Bobby Kennedy Because if Robert Kennedy had become the president in 1968, anybody think he wouldn't have got to the bottom of the murder of his own brother, the president of the United States? Of course, they had to kill Robert Kennedy to protect their conspiracy, which robbed the US and the world of jack kennedy now lance is in canada but wants to talk about ukraine welcome lance
1: well i guess well, the thing i always want to say the most is i do, i always want to thank you for being decent and being sort of a beacon of intelligence um but i'd like to make i'd like to make a general comment on america but not that one I won't make it in a rude way all of my life i've watched american sitcoms and american television and every sitcom goes through its routine over and over again but the one routine they always go through is they always go through this thing where they think it's hilarious that the parents are desperate to get a house in the good neighborhood with the good school so the kids can get a better public education than being in the crappy neighborhood and they laugh about that and they think that that is funny that a kid should be left behind and get a poor education. And every sitcom repeats it over and over and over again. Um, To me and to you, I think the idea that one kid in the public system should get a poor education and the kid who lives in a better neighborhood should get a good education is a terrible thought. So uh, I believe that that is the cancer that America has given itself. And that is the sense of privilege that's unfortunately given itself. And that is why they need to behave this way. So, and and it's because of that, because of that conditioning, they've become more and more corrupt. And, And oddly enough, if you look at Germany, Germany did not become corrupt. Germany kept an excellent public education system. And when you keep everybody on par in education, then people work together, they cooperate, they innovate, and your society moves ahead. So while America was running its capitalist education system and capitalist healthcare system, and and I, and I don't even mean capitalist, I mean predatory capitalist, Germany was being relatively decent to its people, as was a lot of Europe. But America could not stand that, and now America is robbing Germany of all its intellect that it's built. So does the world keep letting that happen? I don't see people, like right now, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Iran, they have to know that once, if Russia falls in Ukraine and the moment their oil starts slowing down, which, which Saudi Arabia is not super far from, they have to know that all of their foreign reserves will be taken. They've conditioned people to hate Arabs so much in the West that they will take all of their reserves They'll blockade them. They won't be able to get their train out. Like, they have to understand, like, the world has to understand that that subjugation is what's yeah. happening if they don't. Like, why is China not putting folks well, in look,
3: the uh, Well, uh, Lance, a, v- a set of very, very powerful points you made there. I, I didn't catch all of them because of the road noise and, uh, and the line, but I hope the audience did. But I caught enough. Uh, to realize you were perfectly summarizing uh, the situation of countries like Qatar and and Saudi Arabia and others. It is a matter of astonishment that so many of these countries with substantial sovereign wealth continue to leave them uh, in the banks of the United States and the United Kingdom. When the Bank of England stole a billion dollars worth of gold from Venezuela and gave it to a guy in the street who announced himself to be the president, though no one had ever cast a vote for him. That's Juan Guaido, the new chief executive of Twitter. Juan Guaido was given a billion dollars of Venezuela's gold from the Bank of England. Now, leaving aside the grand larceny that that represents, if that is not a wake-up call, To everybody in the world that the US and the UK cannot be trusted with your country's sovereign wealth in fact cannot be trusted for anything in any regard then I don't know what kind of a wake-up call you would have to need I mean I don't do the lottery but if I did the lottery do you think I'd leave it in a British bank seriously You think I'd put it in an American bank? Seriously? The truth is that as the fading, failing empire flails, it grasps, it grasps straws, it grasps other people's wealth to keep itself from finally and utterly going under. Actually, that turn of phrase there was worthy of the guest I've got coming up. If words were wine Lionel would be champagne grand Cru. you pop the cork and out they pour nectar the nectar of the gods you've got coming up here's some comments from YouTube JP rolls rolls the Russians have already rebuilt some apartments in Mariupol that were destroyed in April the British haven't even refurbished Grenfell Tower that burned in 2017. Well, rebuilt some apartments doesn't quite do it justice, my friend. Russia has built more homes in Mariupol than Ukraine built in the entire of the east of Ukraine in the last 20 years. Just think about that. Mariupol is the place to be brian holden on youtube says if only more americans were as perceptive and intelligent as joe from new jersey here is russell in nevada who has a different point of view and is therefore particularly welcome go ahead ross
6: mr galloway it's an honor sir i've been you, a sir. longtime fan of yours uh, ever since i saw your uh, senate testimony uh when you came to uh here to this uh, great country of ours and uh, uh, delivered that uh, bashing that you did and uh, salute to you for that. Um, I caught your interview or rather a piece of it the other day on uh, Tucker Carlson, sir. And it was uh, related to the topic you're speaking on now, the JFK assassination. And um, I had heard a rumor that you were... You had been uh, compromised, if you will, and uh, I've never really put any any stock into that until I, I, I watched your interview with Mr. Carlson, and I I waited on you to drop the bombshell that I know you surely uh, must be aware of uh, the Israeli uh, intelligence involvement in the the Kennedy assassination. Um, Uh, Well, your thesis,
3: your, yeah, no, Russell, your thesis somewhat falls uh, when I tell you that I've never been interviewed by Tucker Carlson, so I didn't fail to drop a bombshell, least of all because I've been compromised. I've never spoken to Tucker Carlson. He's never spoken to me not on the phone, not on the screen. Nobody's compromised me. I speak the truth. And I have no idea what you are talking about. Last word to you though, Russell. Sir,
6: please allow me to speak. I just—I was just called from your assistant. I was blindsided. I'm in the middle of a very busy meeting and I was told within 10, 15 minutes I would have the chance to speak with you, correct? So. When I, when I reiterated to your assistant, I had actually said the same thing, that I had caught an interview the other day. I can't recall who the interviewer was, uh, uh, but, but I had said Tucker Carlson, and she confirmed it for me and said, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was Tucker Carlson. If I'm wrong, sir, I'm wrong. I've not been no, interviewed. None, no, nonetheless, nonetheless. Russell, Mr. Russell, no, nonetheless I'll, I'll Scottish, in. no, I'll let you back in. No, I'll
3: let you back in. I'll let you back in. I'll let you back in, but you need to stop talking for the moment. I haven't been interviewed by anybody about the Kennedy assassination, neither Tucker Carlson nor anybody else, and therefore I did not fail to drop a bombshell, least of all because I was compromised. Now that we've got these facts straight, give me your accusation. That's what prompted me to call your number.
6: That is what prompted me to call your number sir okay is that I absolutely I can't recall who the interviewer was but you were absolutely happy there was about no it. interviewer and you decided there and you was, danced around there was
3: no interviewer there was no interviewer I haven't been interviewed by anybody in that. You've
6: you've you've one hundred percent been compromised. You never mentioned Jacob Rubenstein. You don't mention any of the uh, the qualms or the conflict that Kennedy was having with the Israelis over their nuclear weapons program, which is surely trumps Look, any uh, other any yeah. of the other issues that were out there, right? As far as organized crime, you no, just said I don't mafia. Think so. You I just don't said think so. mafia, Mr. Galloway. Yeah. Mafia implies Italian. Yeah. Right? That's a cleverly crafted yeah. word. And, and 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 that implies Italians that, that that takes away from the Meyer Lansky crime syndicate that really is the mafia, if you have will. You got a, uh, have you got?
3: Have you got? Have you
6: got a thing about Jews, Russia? You know what? I haven't even said that until you just said that you're the one that brought it up, sir, not me. So, so, so you see how? Yeah, you're
3: proving <laughs> that you that you've enough, been compromised. Enough. You're, enough. I, I have been. Yeah, I have been. I'm I'm secretly a Mossad uh, uh, agent. I've been absolutely compromised as Russell in Nevada, who rattled off a list of Jewish names, but never gave a moment's thought to the possibility that he might have a problem with Jewish people. But he was smart enough to realize that I have been massively compromised. And his evidence is, An interview in which I failed to drop the bombshell, even though no interview on JFK or of any kind uh, connected to the Kennedy assassination has been conducted by me. But let me make this abundantly clear. When I said organized crime and mafia, it was not a cleverly crafted attack on Italians, although it is a well-known fact that many in the organized crime fraternity, particularly in the 1960s, were Americans of Italian descent. I could rattle off a long list of Italian names uh, if I wanted to, but I tend not to. Secondly, Jack Ruby was Jewish. His name was not Ruby, but Rubenstein, as uh, our friend in Nevada carefully noted. Kennedy was determined that Israel should not develop a nuclear bomb. That was a casus belli for Israel towards the Kennedy administration. He was not a great supporter of the state of Israel, as all American presidents thereafter would tend increasingly to be. That's all true. My position is that in 1963, Israel was a minor player in the field of international terrorist activity. They had been involved in a great deal of terrorist activity in what is now Israel Palestine that's for sure not that they were unable or unwilling to kill people they killed a lot of folks but the idea that they came to downtown Dallas in 1963 and conducted this conspiracy successfully executed the conspiracy to murder Jack Kennedy is a very weak idea uh, for me by comparison with the much more powerful then much more powerful range of interests that were even more committed to stopping a second kennedy term in the white house and they included those furious at kennedy's failure to finish off what had failed at the Bay of Pigs in Cuba. That he had made a deal with Khrushchev, that the United States would never again invade Cuba. That Kennedy was unenamoured about the military's demand to continually reinforce the failure of the Vietnam War. Was he much more powerful Kazos belly for Kennedy's enemies than anything then present in Israel. And the pursuit of organized crime by the Kennedy White House through the Attorney General Robert Kennedy is surely well known, perhaps especially in Nevada. Perhaps especially in nevada let me squeeze in gabriel in sheffield go ahead gabriel i rang
7: you on your last show um i was going to talk to you then and i had a question then and i've I've actually thought of another question but i'll I'll, I'll ask my first question now and are you actually considering running again in parliament because we need people like you in in our parliament right at this minute. People who speak the truth, people who speak for people like us.
3: Well, it's most kind of you to say so, Gabriel. One should never say never, but I have no current plans to do so. Uh, If a suitable by-election were to come up, as uh, the great Labour figure Nye Bevan once said, where there's death, there's hope. So, uh, should someone suffer an untimely demise uh, or, or uh, more likely these days be caught in a, a compromising situation uh, in bed uh, with, uh, with a staffer or a civil servant or with their hands down the a biscuit tin uh, or whatever. Yeah, there is a possibility that I would do so. But by definition, these things cannot be predicted as in any case i think i'm doing a better job here on this platform reaching far more people Uh, i think being just one person in a parliament of 650 zombies ghouls uh, would be a very lonely experience but also probably a fruitless one gabriel thanks for asking Uh, i need to take a break and after it I've got the aforementioned champagne crew that is Lionel Media. Stay tuned.
2: You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway.
3: He is the best dressed and most eloquent commentator in the whole of the United States of America. He is America's Oscar Wilde. He is a raconteur extraordinary. He is a lawyer that I'd reach for if I was ever in trouble, God forbid, in the United States of America. He goes by just one name, Lionel. And here he is on the mother of all talk shows, Lionel. Uh, I mean, some people can pull that off. Uh, Napoleon, uh, Pele, Maradona, Madonna. Uh, God. Being known only by uh, only one name, God, yes. What's the origin of uh, the one name identity? How have you made it work? Well, you know, it's funny. I
8: uh, First, let me just say how honored I am to be with you. And I'm saying that not, uh, not gratuitously, but as as honestly as I can, I am one of your biggest fans. I am an acolyte. I am a follower. And I have nothing but respect for you, good sir. And I want to start off by saying, by wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday to you and your family before we get going. And let me just say again, I'm so proud to be here. And I loved your comment regarding the Kennedy assassination. This is your spot. On you were I I I I don't want to derail the subject matter. We I haven't received any lists of what we're going to talk about, but, but George, this is what red pilled to use the term many of us. This was an example of something that changed the world. Everything. It was the most critical, obvious hit. Ever they murdered, they whacked, they assassinated, ablated, expurgated, bodlerized, amended from reality a president in front of the world with a precision and a cover up and a conspiracy of conspiracies. I don't know if it could be done again. May I ask you this question, sir? Can you imagine if today everybody had a phone? Would we have had a November 22nd, 1963, if everybody was there? Thousands and thousands of shots triangulating. Badge man, uh, Lucien Sarti perhaps, using the frangible bullet on the grassy knoll. My question to you is, would anything have changed? And I suggest, and I submit, nothing would have changed even if we had the evidence because there's something about humans that can't accept the obvious. So
3: I'm sorry, I, I, you, you hit a nerve with me no, sir, uh, when it
8: comes to JFK.
3: Yeah, well, it, it is in fact one of the uh, issues I wanted to talk to you about. So uh, don't be apologetic. And I'm glad that we're on the same wavelength on this. Uh, oh, yes. We are, of course, You, me, Tucker Carlson, we're hardly on the same page politically, but uh, we all agree that something other than Jack Kennedy died that day. Uh, I said last week that it began the death of the the world's love affair with the United States. It might have been unrequited. uh, It might have been undeserved, but the world loved the United States until november of 1963 and there has been no glad confident morning for america ever since that makes it therefore an epochal uh, historical turning point doesn't it it does but i would hope
8: good sir that i can qualify to an extent i would hope that the world is able to differentiate between the united states my native land and my government or whatever iteration of government was in existence at that moment. I I, I hope the two. Uh, the same thing goes for the UK or for Scotland or anything. I the 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 people are in the government is there. But you know one of the things which is also so important I think is so is for us to realize then that we were seeing something that was. Merging of a situation that might not be able to ever exist again, where or organized crime, intel, government, military, media, uh, a a what I call a shadow government, an invisible government, a deep state, poli- intel state, sh- ruling class, this perfect merging which was responsible for that. That's another aspect to add another layer of complexity uh, to this. But I would hope that the world, and I would hope this show encourages us, please do not confuse me and my fellow Americans with our government.
3: <laughs> we The two are completely different. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Yeah, very powerfully uh, put, of course. Uh, now, the... Uh, I follow your words, millions of them uh, and, and every one uh, like a red hot coal, uh, it is the case that you think that Trump is over and should accept it. I saw a piece from you earlier this week in which you, you said he, he needs to step back and enjoy the rest of his life as the eminence Greece uh can you you may well be right of course but uh can you explain how you reach that uh that point that point of view
8: i do not believe well let, let me see if i can separate and segregate the efficacy of this man he is i don't want to say a savant that that's the wrong that's the wrong um uh, suggestion he was we have never seen i have never seen such raw talent as a politician as he had i have never in my life and i'll be this is my 60 i'll be 65 next year so i've i've seen some things i i thought reagan was something i thought bill clinton was in my lifetime but nobody could rock the room like Donald Trump. He had an ability to speak and explicate so perfectly. He did things intuitively, naturally. However, he also exhibited some of the most, un- sad to say, some of the most boorish behaviors which which made him out to be the rusticator and the ruffian and 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 yet that that blended into his charm my dear friend george i think that he is this weird he he potentiates this Patellar reaction on the part of people, and he is no matter what happens. Let let me if if I could. and I don't mean to to speak too much, but let me give you the the typical reaction between the Democrats and the Republicans. The Democrats say that Trump, excuse me, he's not in office. Yeah, anything but him. But wait a minute, the 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 Republic is crumbling. Kids are being carted off to be to be castrated and mutilated and mastectomy. It doesn't matter as long as Trump's gone. That's what he did. He invaded every space of our being. And I'm sorry to say this, but I don't think we can coexist anymore with him. If this has nothing to do with him, maybe it's us. Maybe we're we're like this attack dog that keeps seeing this trigger. I don't know. But all I know is that it is time for us to reconsider, perhaps, trying to, to come up with a new coalition. And in and, and as much as I think he is, he is a wonderful person, I don't think he has that oomph that he had last week with NFTs and digital cards. And I, I'm thinking he should have spent the time giving the world his worldview, his vision, his idea, instead of playing golf. And it's, it's just a different time. And it pains me to say this, but for his own good, they are not going to stop until he's behind bars. They are not going to stop. They are, it, it's indefatigable, this, 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 this persistence. So I think it's time for the good of him, his family, his health. He's not a young man. And maybe to allow whatever this thing is called the republican party of which i am not i am a political atheist i am i i have no affiliation whatsoever i believe it might be in his best interest and everybody's to sit this one out and perhaps lend lend his his guiding hand to be the eminence grise, the gray eminence indeed
3: well, uh, a powerful uh, call coming from from you. Do you think it will be heeded? Uh, is Trump the kind of guy that agrees to set out the next dance? If he does not want to, George, he has the party which
8: could decide for him. Let me also say that I'm I'm not sure how familiar you are, but the governor of my native state of Florida is the bell of the ball ron DeSantis, and they are going to chew him up and spit him out and so he is not going to be anything that they imagine let me ask you this right now george let me ask you a question if trump were in charge of the country now do you think we would be in the position right now with russia and ukraine Do you think that china would be flexing its muscles do you think the world stage this wonderful blue marble do you think things would this great reset would be as fractious as it is right now if trump were at the helm stewarding the helm
3: i ask you no uh and i'm coming on to joe biden uh at the moment but i'm i'm on the record and many times uh saying that i don't believe that the ukraine war would have started if Trump had been reelected as president. I think that the the complicity of the Democratic Party so-called with uh, the elements in Ukraine that have caused this whole disaster uh, is of historic and, and criminal. Uh, character and the Hunter Biden laptop was not evidence that I even needed but now that we know what was on it was true uh, it's uh, it's obvious that a profoundly unhealthy situation existed between the Democratic Party leadership and elements in Ukraine that have brought about this perfect storm bloody and uh, perfect storm so I, I don't believe so because I think that Trump's character as, uh, as a deal maker, as uh, roll up the sleeves, get the waistcoat on, light up the cigars, let's not leave this room until we've resolved this, that kind of approach, would have been employed by him. And therefore, we would not now be on the, on the brink of, uh, on the eve of destruction, as you're too young to remember, Barry Maguire Oh, Barry Maguire. Barry
8: Maguire, too, too young. I, 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 I don't know of of whom you speak. Let's say over and over. You, you know, George. There are uh, Mearsheimer Meersheimer is is my my hero in this. George Kennan. I never thought I'd be quoting Henry Kissinger, Noam Chomsky. There is Realpolitik. I am of the United States in 1962, Sir George. We told the Soviet Union we will go to war with you if you do not remove missiles from Cuba 90 miles away. Now, between you and me, we all know the real issue was Turkey. It's a whole other story. We have the Monroe Doctrine. We would have never, if it were us. if if we were russia if ukraine were just switch the parties there would have been no debate whatsoever we have formalized it into the monroe doctrine you know tolstoy said history would be a wonderful thing if only it were true i also think history would be a wonderful <laughs> thing if people knew it if people remembered it they made this, and George, I love because lest you're called a a Putin apologist, you know we. My generation still remembers. I don't know if you do. Uh, Boris and Natasha. I will get you, little squirrel. This Russophobic red fading post cold war drago i will destroy you the whole russian countenance the evil putin who wants to re who to re reconsolidate the soviet union this is a man who said anybody who doesn't remember or have a a, a place in their heart for the soviet union brother doesn't have a heart and anybody who wants to go back to it doesn't have a brain can we not understand the, the, this interesting marriage of NATO and Victoria Newland and George Kennan, who was the father of containment, who said, once the, once the Soviet Union dissolves, that's it, game's off. And, and I mean, seriously, I'm, and when I bring this up, people say, oh, boy looking at two, at, a, a a putin apologist putin apologist my god th- th- this is this is realism this is reality here what are we talking about and and when and this this creation talk about wag the dog and mr kolomoisky who created Zelensky. this is this is, if you remember this, this is Chauncey Gardner. This is being there. This is th- this 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 iteration, this this creation of this this t-shirted hero. And I mean, what? Oh, have they lost their minds? What movie? What channel am I watching? I'm just
3: looking at reality <laughs> here. I could I I, I could uh, I could listen to you all night, but. Sadly, we're running out of time. Time for only one more question. We've both seen a lot of things. 130 years uh, together, we've been on this earth. Uh, (laughs) But we've never seen anything quite like Joe Biden in his dotage, have we? No. Uh, uh, The the man that doesn't know the difference between millions, billions, and trillions, and if he does (laughs) know the difference, cannot enunciate them. Uh, Talk of excruciating, what channel is he on? Well, do you
8: remember when we thought that Dan Quayle was a Boeotian because he couldn't spell potato? There was an old joke years ago when they went into George W. Bush and said, President Bush, three brazilian soldiers are dead he says oh my god that's terrible by the way how many in a brazilian well we laughed at that (laughs) this man was niels bohr compared to this this was this is that you talk about senescent dotage this this decrepit coot this i i don't know what it is but then again george it's brilliant remember the notion of the manchurian candidate this is one better. <laughs> this is somebody you put up as a sock puppet, and then whatever is done, you say, would you leave him alone? Would you leave them? He's the president. Okay, but look, enough. Number two in line, Kamala Harris. This cackinating, pseudo-bulber-affected, uh, he- hebephrenic, this this laugh. <laughs> What is this about? And the spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, who makes, but uh, I, I mean, uh, Professor Erwin Corey, look like uh, Bernard Baruch. I mean, I've never. I we used to talk about. Well, you know, Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. That was nothing. This is senescence. This is a man hobbled by some kind of cognitive decrepitude, and. And he says, here's the best part. I'm going to run again. And George, he probably will. And you know what the Democrats will do? They <laughs> say, well, so be it.
3: <laughs> you can't make this up. It's kabuki. It's kabuki. <laughs> all right, Lionel, God <laughs> bless you. Thank God that we're both still here to make fun of it. Thanks for joining us on the mother of all talk shows. Thank Hope you. to see you again soon. That was the legendary Lionel. And now you know, I didn't speak too highly of him in the introduction, did I? On the line is Remy in Switzerland on Swiss neutrality. Now, you have to be quite an age to remember that. Remy, go ahead.
9: Hello, George. I'm delighted
3: to talk to you. Nice to hear you. Thank you so much. Welcome. Go ahead.
9: Um, yes, uh, my point was about Swiss uh, neutrality. We, I mean, many Swiss people in Switzerland cherished um, our nation's n- neutrality. We believed in it, and all that was thrown overboard um, during uh, just after the invasion of uh, Russia. And uh, the Swiss government just, uh, you know, turned to the dark side, joined the Americans,
3: and um, yeah, it's like watching. Uh, it's like watching uh, a beautiful woman taking an open razor across her own face yes and Uh, the Swiss had all going for them we're neutral (laughs) we deal with everybody we're an enemy of no one Uh, we're a place where you can come and have the UN we're a place where you can come and negotiate an end to conflicts Uh, we are a place that respects uh, private property we respect confidentiality uh and so on all of it is now in the in the trash can of history remy and if switzerland didn't stand for all those things what's the point of it what's the point of switzerland if not that
9: absolutely and who will take that neutrality uh, over uh, will there be another country that will take this role
3: yeah it'll be Indonesia I think it'll be Indonesia in the East everything's moving East Remy Uh, the you know there's only 13 percent of the world's population lives in what we call the West and that includes outposts of the West that are very far from West like Australia uh, and New Zealand only 13 percent so 87 percent of the people don't live in the West and only 8% of the world's children live in the West. So, by definition, that uh, stretch is going to get ever wider. So, the world's moving east, and they'll be looking for a new Switzerland. And uh, I I have a feeling that that Indonesia will be that place. (laughs) Yes. Um, Do you believe that there will be a... It's also warmer. It's a lot warmer than Switzerland. Yes, (laughs) that's very true. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for your call. Okay, Thanks bye-bye. for your call, bye-bye. my friend. Thank you. Nathan, uh, bye. Nathan is in Seattle on Ukraine. Go ahead, Nathan.
10: Uh, hi, George. Calling again. Uh, I, I was uh, uh, impressed by uh, one of your callers earlier, Joe, from uh, New Jersey. Uh, he was outraged by the, yeah. the hatred that they try to uh, get us uh, to ingest on, uh, the you know, the people, the, our state enemies. Uh, But one of the connecting threads throughout uh, all Western governments um, that uh, continues through Ukraine is that we are definitely uh, run by psychopaths who reward uh, psychopathy. And uh, one of the things I would love to see is uh, us have a switch in values where we start to reward uh, better behaviors, you know, like instead of investing our intellectual prowess into – blowing the world up a million times over we start to figure out how to get the lead out of our soil the poison out of our air and water and um and and i would uh the plastic out of our oceans e- exactly well you know like well, we can have a habitable planet and i think a good a big part of that is like uh you know what could you buy with two billion dollars that you can't buy with one you know government i mean for you to feel like you need that kind of money. You're a broken person and we need to, um, we need to stop rewarding more criminals. Like I'm right next to Boeing, uh, a bunch of, uh, psychopathic murderous people. I was just having a conversation with someone who was, uh, in the, in the military. He was in, uh, uh Haiti and they had to, uh, they were charged with the duty of, of executing, um, people who were out protesting their corrupt government that we installed. Uh, the same year that we installed, uh, the Ukrainian government, uh, and we, we know what happens to those protesters. They get shot in the back by Azov, the Nazis. And, um, well, um, well right now I'm, I'm trying to form a, a, a group to fight back locally, uh, because I, you know, I'm in Seattle back in, uh, the backyard of a good amount of the war criminals and the billionaire psychopaths and, um, I would encourage people to... Well, look, I wish you all
3: the best. Uh, Yeah, Nathan, that's a a great call. Uh, Very powerfully and eloquently expressed, the state we're in. Uh, Boeing uh, are booming and causing booms all over the world. Boeing is one of the biggest beneficiaries of the 100 billion in 10 months that the U.S. has spent on the Ukraine war. Uh, Opposing it is very important. I'm in touch with the People's Party of America. Uh, They uh, will be guests on here soon. The uh, party are organizing an anti-war event on, I think, the 17th uh, of February. I myself am involved in the organization uh, of a 25th of February conference in London, in central London. Called "No to NATO, No to War." Uh, already a great lineup of speakers, with many more uh, uh, expected. Uh, hoped for. Uh, I'm speaking. Chris Williamson, the former MP, is speaking. Low Key, the great uh, artist, is is uh, speaking. Arthur Scargill, we hope, will be speaking. The great Labour leader, the legendary leader of the historic miners' strike of '84, '85. Uh, Russell Brandt has been invited. Claire Daly and Mick Wallace, members of the European Parliament, have been invited. Max Blumenthal and uh, Anya Parimpil from the United States have been invited. We hope to put on uh, a world important, world historic uh, conference, uh, which will found, uh, I hope, uh, the No to NATO campaign here in Britain. And it needs to be worldwide. No to NATO needs to become a worldwide slogan and ultimately a worldwide reality. That is if the world, the blue marble that Lionel talked about is still extant. Thanks for the call. Hinksman says on YouTube, no Queen's speech this year. Wonder what her son's cooking up instead. Bet Bet he gets a visit from Jacob Marley. The bad Susan deserve it. I don't know what any of that means, but of course there can't be a queen's speech because Charles is the king. I presume there's a king's speech. You may or may not feel obliged to sit through it. Few will stand up for it. It's not like the old days, but you can watch a special Christmas edition in the evening at seven o'clock of the mother of all talk shows with me. And I promise you, you don't want to Miss it. More super chats. Elvis is in the building and has given ten pounds. Thank you for all the sacrifices. Speaking truth to power, despite the costs. Thank you for thinking of that, Elvis. Asif Ashraf gives one pound ninety-nine. Thanks, Asif. Jorge Cunha gives one pound seventy-nine. Happy solstice. We all need more light in our life. Is this the solstice today? Is this the shortest day? Does everything? Get brighter from here on in? I hope so. Uh, Mahmoud Merhadi gives two US dollars. Galloway and Matthew Pryor are my favourite MPs. Mahmoud, who is he? Adam Humphreys gives £10. Pounds. Thank you, Adam. T mac £3. Pounds. Thanks. Eric Suarez gives two American dollars. Feliz Navidad, Mr Galloway. And to you, Eric. Toi Chung Hong Kong gives 78 dollars, presumably Hong Kong dollars, and very, very welcome at that. GRJ Music gives 10 pounds. Thank you, George, for continuing to spread the truth. God bless you, and happy Christmas. Thank you so much. No Censorship gives US dollars 199. Zelensky, the clown puppet, makes me sick. Michael Horstman gives four US dollars 99. Lloyd Tackwell, US 499. Left and right could unite with a policy of strong border and anti-imperialist policies in Latin America to reduce immigrants fleeing their own land. I never understood, Lloyd, why many, maybe most, so-called left-wing people think that uh, populations leaving their own country and going on the march To enrich another person's country is somehow something to be desired or progressive. Now, we've got a lot of emails tonight. If you want to send an email, I'll read them all. Promise you that. On air at moats.tv, Matthias writes, Lionel, what a star. I knew that he would be. And George Begg writes, hi to you. I love the show every week. I'd like Gigi to stop calling the Democrat Party the Democratic Party. Big difference. I'm not sure, Jordi what to call it. I, I'd like to call it the Democratic Party. There's nothing democratic about it, either in its internal workings or in its governance of the United States, and least of all in what it spreads around the world. So I call it the so-called Democratic Party. I think that's the best I can do, but then I'm not a particularly articulate man Richard is in Clapham go ahead Richard George George good night my brother good night views
0: and subscribers George I am apoplectic and despondent at the lack of dots being joined up Amongst yeah, the media, me too, Richard.
9: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I know, Georgian, and I'm, I'm calling to the mother of all talk shows, shows, to get some sober, sober clarity. It seems as though you are on the. Well, I don't know. Can you shed some light? Are you on the majority side or the minority side in terms of being absolutely incandescent, frustrated at the, the, the obvious. The obvious frustration that people must feel at "quote unquote" a proxy war, whether people see or believe it as a proxy war or a just uh, military operation in Ukraine, whilst people, the British government, let's focus on the British government and and we as British citizens, we have nurses on strike, postmen in dispute, ambulance, railwaymen teachers are considering um, going in di- on, on dispute because the cost of living, energy bills rising, and the, the, the correlation and connection between people going cold, using food banks in England and in Britain, whilst billions upon billions of pounds are being funneled into a war where we are almost saying, or the British government is saying, no problem, let them suffer the ukrainians suffer under minus conditions minus temperatures three times maybe as cold as we've been experiencing recently in england no problem at all they can handle it it's okay it's all worth it it makes no sense why do not the djs the on the media broadcasters the djs um the broadcasters in the phoning shows whether it's lbc or, or 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 radio 5 live and so why don't they Actually, lead or bring about a debate, an honest, justifiable debate,
3: in terms of well, because they are an army, because they're an army of liars, uh, Richard. Uh, They are no more journalists than a than a fly in the air. The proper attitude of a journalist to the state is that of the dog to the lamppost. Nothing is true. Until it has been officially denied, distrust everything that the state says and s- subject it to rigorous, fact-based, intellectual interrogation. None of these things are true of the so-called uh, mainstream media. So leave these local radio stations uh, behind and see the big picture. With the mother of all talk shows, with The Grey Zone, and uh, with Jimmy Dore, many, many people now are uh, available at the touch of a button where you can hear the news and the views that the mainstream media will not allow you to hear because their case does not stand up to a moment's examination. And uh, I think you're right to identify that the, normally, Complacent, compliant, slow to anger, a British working class is finally waking up like lions. After slumber, they will shake the dew from their eyes and rise, rise like lions. One day, I believe that that will happen. Richard, thanks. Uh, On line one is Mark in Elgin on the British forces in ukraine go ahead mark yeah hi george thanks very much for having me on welcome always thank
7: you sir i wonder um i heard i heard one of your shows uh, the other evening saying that there was actually british special forces with boots on the ground in ukraine actually taking part in yeah the,
3: the royal marine commando yeah the royal marine commando commander told us so
7: well george i find that absolutely stunning now i was wondering You must have dozens of friends and comrades
3: in the Houses of Parliament. Now, is there no possible way... No, no, I totally don't. I don't have a single one. Not one. I never thought that day would come. I I swear to you, as as God is my judge, I don't have one. I never thought that day would come.
7: One of these MPs that are sitting in the House of Commons should be able to raise that very question that you're... you're you're setting out. Well,
3: uh, it's astounding that nobody has. It is completely illegal that we have entered a war against a nuclear superpower, Russia, without any parliamentary debate or agreement or even, as you say, even a single question about it.
7: Well, George, with all your knowledge of the the parliamentary procedures, there's no way that An urgent question could be given to this diabolical Tory lot and get them either to confirm or deny that that is the case.
3: Well, yeah, I don't know why you're singling out the Tories because it has the support of both sides of the House of Commons, including the so-called Scottish nationalists. A shiver is running round the House of Commons looking for a spine to run up. And if it could find a spine to run up. Somebody would stand up and say, I've just seen the commander of the Royal Marine Commandos say that his men are fighting in Ukraine. Is this true? But Uh, no spine has yet been found to ask that question, Mark, including in the so-called Scottish Nationalists.
7: I'll be writing to my local MP to, to, to find the, the, the answer to that very question, uh, Gigi. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, case, yeah. I then,
3: mean, uh, you should. I don't understand why you should. but don't hold your talks. breath, Mark. Don't hold your breath, is all I'm saying.
7: Well, it's stunning news, George. Stunning news. And a quick it is. It, is, it thing is. is. And,
3: and you, you. Yeah, before I let you back in, you've stumbled on, in a way, the most important question of the night. And it is that our parliamentary democracy is now so shrunken and is now so toxic and is now so fused as one that no one single member of parliament, not even Jeremy Corbyn, can be found to stand up and denounce British involvement in the war in Ukraine. Demand the withdrawal from NATO. Demand to know how come we're in a war without any of us being asked about it. That's what we've come to. That's why I've got no friends and comrades in the House of Commons, because in this House of Commons, there is not even one person. When I was in the House of Commons, there were hundreds of MPs that would never have allowed this to go by unquestioned, uncommented upon. But that's where we are now, Mark. Last word oh. to you.
7: Wow. I'm absolutely stunned and to hear that, George. And my, my final quick question, mm. sir, is do you have any plans to bring your mother of all talk shows up to earth, neck of the woods any soon?
3: I don't do public appearances in Scotland, Mark, for security reasons. I think if you look back to the last couple of years, you'll know why. It's a sad truth, but I'm afraid it's the truth nonetheless. Now, do you remember Kenny in Acton? I do, fondly. As a matter of fact, he makes a guest appearance on next week's Christmas special. But let's take the last call of the evening from him. Go ahead, Kenny, I've missed you, son. Hi, George, how are you doing? Okay? All oh, good, thanks. Fantastic.
7: Yeah, I'm interested in going to the No2NATO event in London, is that in February? hmm Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because I'm particularly February, anti-NATO, February, but
3: February 25.
7: But I like to hear both sides of the story. It's important to keep an open mind about things, you know? Yeah, so of course it is. Yeah, I know. I've heard sure Christmas Dad. song. How much time it's have I got?
3: I'm going to be busy. Oh, you've got two or three minutes. Have you got a real Christmas song? Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't okay. I thought they were joking. Right, okay. Go ahead.
9: I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Without you. I'll be so blue, just thinking about you. Decorations of red on a green Christmas tree. Won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me will oh, when those blue snowflakes start falling, that's when those blue memories start calling. you be doing all right. With your Christmas in white. But I'll have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. Fantastic.
3: Elvis is not here. Elvis has left the building. Elvis has left the building, but Kenny in Acton is the next best thing, just like I'm the next best thing to read The War of the Worlds. And Lionel was the next best thing to uh, Grand Cru Champagne, America's Oscar Wilde. I think it's been a terrific show. It's been a terrific week. I hope we can get a sponsor uh, whole time for our uh, midweek specials. I'd hate to discontinue them again. I think three quarters of a million people watching indicates the market that there is for the show. You can uh, help us financially on the, on the YouTube Super Chat, on the website, moats.tv, uh, and you can, above all, help us by finding a new sponsor. Ravi will be back every other week, sponsoring half of the midweek show, so we need someone to fill the gaps. If you are that person or know that person, please help us. Uh, We'll be back on Christmas night with a Christmas Day special edition of the Mother of All talk shows. And I promise you, you won't want to miss it. Because it contains, in essence, what we've been about all of this tumultuous year. It's hard to believe. That the world changed not even a year ago. On the 25th of February, everything was stood on its head. The war in Ukraine had raged quietly from 2014, quietly unless you were in the Donbass being murdered, as 14,000 people were. By quietly, I mean nobody in the West gave a toss about dead Ukrainians then because they were the wrong kind of Ukrainians they were the ethnically Russian Ukrainians that were being murdered then but on the 25th of February when the Russian invasion happened everything was stood on its head and it has defined everything about our economics about our politics about our culture Ever since, and it's only been 10 months, Russian composers, Russian books, even Masha and the Bear are now all persona non grata. You may not perform the work of Russian composers 200 years dead for fear of contamination for fear of bringing down on your head the might of the state but here's the good news i took a dip this evening in the cesspool of the ukraine zealotry just by chance somebody attacked me i don't normally respond i just blocked but i clicked and i looked at all the comments underneath. Vile, yes, of course. I mean, there is nothing more vile than the, than the NAFO, <laughs> the NATO uh, acolytes. But here's the important point. There weren't many of them by comparison with 10 months ago 9876543 months ago there were not many of them and it was increasingly evident that they were not real people at all they were bots like the camel not easy to define but easy to recognize the bot can be spotted by the trained eye with a simple glance And that's what they are down to now. Boris Johnson's call for everyone to switch off their festive lights this evening will have been roundly ignored, the length and breadth of Britain, not least because most people have not got any festive lights this season as a result of the politics and economics for which Boris Johnson is one of the main people responsible in other words I declare victory in the intellectual ideological war that we have waged against the NATO proxy war in Ukraine you may say I'm premature but actually I think that you'll find I'm merely prescient the day will come when the worm will turn, and all over Europe, including here in the United Kingdom, people will stand up and say, as they are beginning to do about other things that have dominated the news over the last three, four years, we've been had, we've been fooled, and what an expensive and bloody piece of trickery it all turned out to be that's all i've got time for i hope uh, very much that you'll join us on sunday at 7 pm london time for the christmas special of the mother of all talk shows every sunday at 7 pm be there or be square i wish you all a very merry christmas